Welcome back to the I'm Open podcast and a very happy new year to everyone in the I'm Open family. We're so excited for another awesome year of the I'm Open podcast. And I've got a great New Year's resolution for all of you guys, and that's to tell somebody, a friend, even an enemy, somebody who who likes sports, or maybe just somebody who doesn't like sports but just likes to laugh every once in a while, tell them to listen to the show. And that is my New Year's resolution for all of you guys. We have such an incredible show coming up today. We're going to be talking about which football coach reminds me of my friend's dad. We're going to be talking about mascots are they actually tougher than they look and an athlete has got me very fired up about toes yeah that's right toes find out why coming up next on the i'm open podcast Here at the I'm Open Podcast, we never try to be too braggadocious. We always try to stay humble as much as we can, but sometimes it's uh, it's just really difficult. I have to be honest, and we always seem to somehow be ahead of the wave with all these stories and sports that we somehow are, are talking about before anyone else. Now, we were talking about Jello Ball, the middle ball and the forgotten ball. It seems like before anybody else was really focused on him, and then... He got in trouble. He had his whole situation in China where he got in trouble for shoplifting. We were ahead of the wave on Papa John's, not going to Papa John's. We warned you guys very, very early on, one of our very first episodes, that you should not support Papa John's. And then the whole voicemail came out confirming that Papa John is racist. We warned you guys that Jimmy Butler was sort of a bad attitude fella. He was hard to have around your team. Just after that warning, he was actually traded to a new team, the Philadelphia 76ers. And guess what? The guy still has a bad attitude. He's only been there for about two days, and he's already complaining about his teammates, complaining about his coach. All right, so when we tell you something, when we when we warn you about something, listen up and take heed, because usually the stuff that we talk about ends up coming true, ends up coming to fruition. Now, just recently, we were talking about the upcoming Super Bowl in Atlanta, and we were a little confused and surprised that the act chosen to perform at the Super Bowl halftime show it wasn't Future, the patron saint of this podcast. It wasn't Outcast, legendary Atlanta performers. It wasn't King of the South, T.I., Two Chains. So many options in Atlanta. Migos, don't know if you've heard of them. They're very famous, and they like to rap, and they're also from Atlanta. None of those guys were chosen to perform, and we kind of started a little uproar here on this show, wondering why. And since then, it's been announced that Travis Scott will be joining Maroon 5. Now, I'm interested to see how that collab works out, but um, Travis Scott will be joining Maroon 5 for the halftime show. And no, he's not from Atlanta. He's, he's from Houston. But there's rumors, potentially, maybe that Migos might be joining them as well. And um, I just want to say to America, you're welcome. Uh, yeah, that's basically it. You're welcome. That we don't have to just uh, sit through Maroon 5 halftime show and that we we i'm open podcast save the halftime show of the super bowl so you're welcome that's coming up very soon now our very 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 first show and our very first mask off performer of the week on this program was a gentleman by the name of rick patino and at that time we gave him the nickname quick rick patino because um well he had gotten in trouble for 
having an affair uh, with a woman inside of an Italian restaurant in Louisville. And he, in his own defense, claimed that he was able to um, complete his uh, uh, business, I guess you could say. He was able to, to do the deed and, and finish up. And I, it was an incredibly short amount of time. I forget what it was, but it's really, it had to be like the world record. So basically, the defense, and I'm not even joking about this. This is the defense Rick Pitino used for himself. And he's like, look, basically, it only took me like 12 seconds, and I finished just like that. I mean, it's, not, it's nothing. It's really nothing. It was like 12 seconds, and I was done. And that was, his, I'm not even kidding, that was his real defense. I've never heard about somebody bragging about how quickly um, they can, they can uh, ejaculate bef before, but Rick is maybe the first and the last, and also the, the one to, to use that as his defense for why it's okay that he was maybe being uh, nefarious to make himself seem more innocent. I didn't really get that, so that's why we originally gave him the name Quick Rick. Now, that wasn't his only transgression. He also got in trouble for a lot of other different recruiting violations and just sort of sticky, and uh, I guess sticky isn't really the right uh, word to be using in this situation, but sort of, um, slime, okay, no, slimy's not good. Anyway, it was just a lot of bad situations going on around the Louisville basketball program, and eventually, uh, you know, the axe did fall on Rick, and he did lose his job, and now, since he lost his job, Rick has actually started a podcast to rival the I'm Open podcast. Obviously, he'll never top us, but, um, he obviously sees us as a threat, uh, because he started his own podcast, and, he keeps saying, oh, I really don't need to go back to coaching. I'm content not coaching. I'm happy in my retirement. And to me, this has always felt like Rick is the kid at school who didn't get invited to the party and is just pretending like they wouldn't have even wanted to go to the party anyway, like they were too cool for it. But I kind of feel like if he would have gotten invited to the party, he would have gone. But he's not invited. He just lost his job. And he was disgraced. But he kept being like, no, I'm happy with this. This is my choice when he was basically forced out. And when they asked if he was interested in coaching again, he kept saying, oh, you know, I don't really think I will. But, you know, maybe I'd be open to it if there's a chance. But I really don't think I should. But I could. You know, he was really kind of trying to play both sides of the fence and say that he didn't want to, but he secretly would want to. But he would only want to if he had the opportunity. But if he didn't have the opportunity, he wouldn't want to. So he was kind of hedging his bets there. So, the latest news, and I just felt like to the I'm Open family, I had to update on this because Quick Rick was, was a foundational story uh, and, you know, foundational character of, the, of this program. He is back. Yes, Quick Rick is back. And yes, that was very quick after he's been disgraced and said he needs to take a break and he's going to go back and work on himself, etc., etc. And yes, that's why, well, that's not what I call him Quick Rick. But it was very quick. And it's not in the NBA, it's not in the NCAA, it's not in the WNBA, uh, it's not even in the United States of America, it's actually in Greece with Panathinaikos. And that is a very, actually, a very storied Greek basketball team, and now his focus is on winning the EuroLeague Championship with Panath Panathinaikos. And did they hear about the, stor uh, the stories that were going on with Rick over here? I would assume they've got Google over there as well. Maybe they just don't care. Maybe the answer is they just don't really care. I might be better for him to not be with amateurs because I know a lot of that, the problems that came up uh, was because he was dealing with amateur athletes and there were a lot of violations surrounding that. I mean, he still seems like kind of a 
uh, skeevy fellow a little bit. Um, but maybe Snout is dealing with grown men. It might be a little different, obviously, when you're recruiting a high school student to come to your college. Most people don't really consider it to be appropriate to uh, pay for a prostitute to spend time with them. And I would uh, side with those most people as well. But maybe in Greece, maybe since they're grown men, the expectations will be different and the rules will be different. And maybe that'll be uh, something that people don't have problems with. Or maybe he's going to be able to, to start over. Um, so it is, uh, interesting, and I honestly can't really believe that, that Rick is already back, working so quickly, like the basketball season, the college basketball season hasn't even ended yet, so it's like barely been like a year since all of this was going down, and he's already back working, but he did have to go all the way over to Greece to find a job, but he's back, Quick Rick is back, so... That's just the update on that, and we'll definitely keep you guys posted on any future any future happenings and news with Quick, Quick Rick. You know, we're gonna keep you guys posted about this guy, um, and he tends to he tends to make news every once in a while. So I wouldn't be surprised if we touch back on him. Oh, guys, should not have said it like that. I wouldn't be surprised if we um, discuss Rick at some point in the future again. I'm Open Family. We are so blessed today to have one of the original members of the I'm Open Family, a great supporter, agrarian, free thinker, comedian, dancer. Am I missing anything, Elijah? Uh, uh, aspiring barber. Aspiring barber. I'm sorry, I forgot. If anybody needs the freshest cut in town from another member of the I'm Open Family, don't forget to hit up Elijah and he can make you look really hot. That's yeah. a promise. That's a guarantee. Only the finest avant-garde cuts. Yeah, the best cuts around. Elijah, we're so happy to have you on the show. There's a lot going on right now. This is our first show of 2019. Oh, wow. And there yeah. is so much going on. The Golden Globes just happened, didn't they? They did, yeah. But yeah. that's not what this podcast is <laughs> about. So I, I am not going to touch on that. On that. <laughs> <laughs> no, wrong podcast. Sorry, everyone who's turning it off now that we're not talking about the Golden Globes, we're not going to talk about that. The national championship is actually going on tonight. Yeah. Uh, Alabama versus Clemson yeah. for the 12th time in a row. Who, who you got? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm... Who you got, Elijah? What do I got? Uh, I just hate Alabama. No, I mean, I'd like to see Clemson win as well. Um, I just kind of feel like people... You might be asking and wondering, I'm open family, why? Why are we recording the I'm Open podcast during the middle of the national championship game. And it's like, we've seen this movie before. That's that's kind of why. I'll check in by the fourth quarter, see if it's a close game. But it's like, point, the college football playoff is like uh, too fast, too furious. Mm, it's like, yeah. okay, we're back. Alabama's Jason Statham. And uh, Clemson is, I guess... The Rock. The Rock. Are they even in Too Fast, Too Furious? Uh, I think you mean Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Alabama's Vin Diesel. Is Jason Statham in it? He is. I think he's a late addition. I Honestly, I'll, I'll be honest. I haven't seen anything <laughs> since Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Either way, you get the point. I feel like we already get the point. I don't have any hate towards those two teams for their success. So congratulations on your success. But I do... It really kind of pisses me off when... this And this is why it pisses me off when fans say... 
that the Warriors are ruining basketball. Mm. It's like, if you're an Alabama fan, a Clemson fan, you're not allowed to say that. Oh, absolutely. You're like, yeah. Alabama's won the SEC title 20 years in a row. I mean, Clemson's the same thing. All right, everyone, we'll do the same thing. If you're an Ohio State fan, which I am, or if you're an Oklahoma fan. Yeah. Both of those teams, or Washington win. fan. Well, or like if you're any, like if you're any of those teams that win every single year, you're not allowed to say oh, the yeah. Warriors are ruining basketball. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah. Because like, then why isn't why isn't Ohio State ruining the Big Ten? Maybe they are. Or is Notre Dame ruining people who don't have to be in a conference? Or is <laughs> right? Or or is Alabama ruining the SEC? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, like, to all the people who are saying Warriors are ruining basketball, this is your official notice. Shut that shit up. If you also happen to root for any of those teams I mentioned, I'm sure a lot of Buckeye fans think the Warriors are ruining basketball because they like or used to like the Cavs, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now they probably like the Lakers. They're like, oh yeah, we do like basketball. <laughs> Much love to my Buckeye fans, but like we're ruining the Big Ten just as much as the Warriors yeah. are ruining. I mean, but every year is Michigan's year. Every, John Harbaugh's back. Every baby. year, next year is going to be Michigan's year. Yeah, but I th I think that's that's my point on that is that's the way sports are. If teams are dominant, then that means you have to beat them, and that's true in so many sports. It's yeah. not just like is you is Usain Bolt ruining track. Is Michael Phelps ruining swimming? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The Warriors... I did mean, Michael Jordan ruin basketball? Yes, he did. Because <laughs> well, you he shouldn't did, actually, play... Actually. Because you shouldn't play with your tongue out. It's very dangerous. Yeah. Nine out of yeah. ten... Uh, nine out of ten dentists agree. Don't play with your tongue out. You might bite it off. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. She yeah. had a terrible did example for young kids that. out there. Um, so anyway, we're not going to talk about that too much. But I do want to talk about my very favorite moment from the college bowl season. Um, and that was with... Uh, the LSU Tigers. Okay. And Coach O, Eddie Orgeron. Oh, was this the press conference? And I don't know if you saw his <laughs> press conference, where the players kept interrupting the press conference by accident, because they were, like, yelling in the background, and he kept trying to get them to shut up. <laughs> Have you seen it? Here, I've got the video que uh, queued up, so we can watch the video together. John Emory, another, another great young man. Great young man. Out of scrimmage, we wanted to get big. I'll stop. So that's that's um oh, so much that's it. There's so much to unpack there with Coach O. I his voice alone makes the whole thing special. Like, yeah, exactly. Has, yeah. Oh man, yeah, it just sounds like like uh, gravel. Hey! Not gravelly, it just sounds like gravel. <laughs> it literally sounds like he swallowed a bag of gravel. <laughs> yes. hey! Like the fact that they had the audacity to then continue to make noise. <laughs> After he's yelled at them once with a voice like that is honestly shocking to me. I can't believe I immediately would have turned in my jersey and quit the team if somebody yelled at me that. Like he, he seems really scared. <laughs> you know what it reminds me of is like when you would go over to like one of your friends' house uh -oh. and then their parents would like pop off on them. Yeah. 
like that's like the voice their dad would have. Absolutely. It's like, then they would just scare the shit out of yeah. you. And you weren't supposed, you weren't really supposed to see it get that real, but like you just saw the deep, yeah. the deep. And there were shit. a couple dads, you know, like you know the friend who had the dad who it's like I don't want to get on the wrong side. <laughs> I of this am turn. not yeah. spilling my water this year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I love that they interrupted him twice. Yeah. Yeah. Too. Exactly. Um, it partly made me think of my dad because he, my dad used to have a home office. So he would always like oh. when when we were young, my dad would have a home office. So if we had like a snow day or mm. a holiday or for some reason, like we would be at the house and my dad would be there, he would have to come out and be like, quiet down. I'm on a conference call. Mm. But like my dad wasn't that scary. We would all just like laugh when he got yeah. mad. And yeah. it was like really funny to us. And sometimes we would <laughs> prank him when he was on a conference <laughs> call. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe they think it's really funny. Yeah. It's kind of like we uh, we are the friends who are like. Wow, Ed is scary, and they're like, "Oh, that's just Dad," you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay, Dad. Yeah. yeah, they don't care at all. And for the I'm Open family, I will post this on our Instagram, so you can check it out and see for yourselves. Um, it also reminded me of the famous "Get Off the Shed." Uh, oh, the Will Ferrell bit from Will Ferrell, where he's like, "Get off the shed," and the kids just aren't <laughs> listening to him. The dad's getting more and more mad. If you don't get off the shed in two seconds. I'm going to shove this spatula into orifices you didn't know you had. Now get off the shed. But, uh, yeah, it was a... T Anybody want a burger? Who wants a burger? These are just about, just about done here. Get off the goddamn shed! Off the shed! We got hot dogs, too, if you want. Also, when you first see, because they have the backdrop, the step and repeat, I think yeah. it's called. Yeah. Um, it looks like he's in like a conference room. Yeah, and this is the thing I want to get. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. What, what's your... Well, as much as I, I've watched so many press conferences in my life, sports press conferences, mm -hmm. and it always is shocking. Every time when it's, you get a zoom out and you see that you're not in a conference room, yeah. how often you are. But it reminds me. Well, you were just saying about your father on a snow day. It's kind. Of, you have to understand. The implications of having a home office, or in this case, having your press conference on your practice field. Exactly. <laughs> because literally, they're just practicing. Uh, and if you don't want to be interrupted, he tells them to stop practicing for an upcoming bowl game so he can talk about new recruits, which I guess that's a good precedent. But it, it feels like he's kind of uh, wanting to have his cake and eat it too. with this. Yeah, I think the easiest solution to this one, obviously I think Coach O would say don't misbehave while I'm talking, but I feel like the easy solution is just don't have a press conference on the practice field. Yeah. <laughs> LSU's got a lot of money into their football program. I'm yeah. sure they have another room they could have gone to. Yeah, yeah, and that's really what sticks out most to me. I mean It's yeah. also great that once you see he walks out, he's wearing like short shorts. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because he's standing behind you like assume he's he's like wearing a polo, so you assume he's wearing like a polo and slacks or something. Yeah, but then yeah. he's like, hey! Quiet! Quiet! <laughs> like, you realize that he's actually wearing, like, these little short shorts. <laughs> but no one would dare make fun of... Uh, no one would dare make fun of him for wearing short shorts, because he sounds yeah. like a really scary guy. Yeah. Yeah, from, like, the Louisiana Bayou. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it also shows a lot of, like, moxie on his point part, because I think a lot of coaches would be like, you know, I'm not going to interrupt the press conference. We're mm. having our press conference. I'm just going to keep going. And there's a lot of different press conferences where, like, things interrupt. Like, if you think of, like, Steph Curry's daughter. I mean, that's not, like, a same interruption in the same exact way. But you didn't see Steph, like, hey, cut that shit out! Yeah. You know, I know I know his daughter was, like, a baby. But yeah. still, like, I feel like that shows a lot of balls by Coach Yeah. Up. 
Yeah, well, it's it's uh, it's a way of him. He's using it to like build his legend almost. It's like I'm willing to stop this like press conference in front of all the members of the media to reinforce my image as a no take no shit kind of coach. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I think he really harnessed the situation. No, I feel like we're talking about it. Otherwise... We're talking about it. Yeah, and it's dope. And now he's definitely one of my easily top three to five <laughs> yeah. favorite coaches of any kind. Yeah, I mean, yeah, especially when you consider other coaches like like Nick Saban, who like has the personality of Darth Vader or something. Yeah, yeah. Though I feel like he probably, I mean, maybe he does take a little shit uh, going back to Coach or- uh, Orgeron at LSU, just because they had like a couple other players arrested, like couple days oh. after this happened so yeah that's maybe not... it's kind of a sign that he doesn't have controlability yeah that is possible i didn't even think of that because if you think about it back to like growing up and being young like sometimes the the kids with the loudest parents were like the ones who were like the most off the chain yeah right yeah, very like, true. sometimes the kids whose parents were like get back here and like those were the ones who was like well that's not working because your kids like <laughs> your kids hanging upside down from the top of the flagpole or something yeah shit. yeah and they know it's not gonna get any worse than you just screaming at them yeah so i hope it's not just like a false um sense of fear he's creating because it really was i was definitely my favorite moment of bowl season and i thought that was hilarious yeah yeah i mean what what were the other good moments of Bulls? That was the one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bowl season over yet? Yeah. Yeah. No point. No point. Bowl season's just like pageantry. That's all. Mm. So, no point. You guys just get to take all nice field trips all over the country. Yeah. Unless you somehow are forced to go to the Pinstripe Bowl in New York or like the Detroit Auto Care <laughs> Bowl. No hate to Detroit or New York, but they're just, I don't yeah. think anybody thinks they're like fun vacation destinations for. December twenty eighth. Yeah. No, not at all. I mean, you guys really again with the jackpot, uh, the Buckeyes, with Rose, Rose Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, Rose Bowl's always nice. It's like honestly, I you can have a national championship. I just want to go to Pasadena every. Yeah, Rose every Bowl winter. is really nice. I gotta say, um, it's a beautiful. It's my favorite uh, venue I've ever seen. A mm. Sporting event. In. It's really incredibly beautiful. Just like the landscape mm-hmm. and everything. Like you're out in the Sierras, and like because it's California, well, because it's West Coast time. The game always, the sunset is always like in the oh, third yeah. quarter of the game. So you have like a beautiful sunset over the Sierras mm-hmm. during the game. And it's not a multi tiered stadium, it's just a bowl stadium. Mm-hmm. So it's not like the second and third tier are like yeah, blocking you. Everybody's in a the... giant bowl. It's a really fun vibe and it's like cool. It feels like really like you're in the Coliseum or something. Yeah. Like that. But that was dope. Wait, really quick. Was, yeah. was, was the LSU arrest, was that, that wasn't the. The shooting was it? I think somebody went out and murdered. Yeah, I think I think two people, two people, two LSU players, right, killed someone. I think so. But I, I mean, they said it was self defense. I don't know. It's maybe not the lightest. No, topic. either way, no, no, we can talk about it. Um, no, either way, like, I didn't see too much, but it was like it was like somebody got killed. Yeah, I know someone died. And then they called the police, though. I think they called the police. So it uh, it d- does look, and he was very supportive of his players. He was. They weren't. They weren't dismissed. No, he was. Well, I feel like he would say this about anyone because it seems from that video of Star yeah. talking like you know they're two of our finest young men, but I feel like they were selling something or like some I don't know, but I, I'm pretty sure like somebody was trying to stick them up. Somebody trying to stick them up. It's Louisiana, so everyone has guns. Shit. And the police were also saying it looked like self defense, but wow, who knows? Wow. I hope so. I mean, well, I don't want anyone to die. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> more guns is always better, right? More yeah, guns more is guns safer. Is cool. 
Yeah. <laughs> Just like more sugar helps you get rid of your diabetes. Keep it mm -hmm. up, America. Give you the energy to fight diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. talking about sports on the show we love talking about fights on the show and we have got some really good fights coming up this is sort of like a pick your door what's but what's behind the door what's behind the what's the choose your own adventure uh price is right you know what i'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> so there's three different fights okay. three different outcomes and i will we'll discuss and we'll see maybe which one you feel like you most identify with Tate or which one you would have done yourself. Uh -huh. um, I'm not saying, you know, obviously I just want to let all the kids and uh, mature adults uh, in the I'm Open family know we do not support fighting. But if you do fight, we will probably talk about it on the show. Oh, without a doubt. But the main reason is really to make fun of you because we don't think fighting's never really needed. Uh, there's usually better ways to solve a situation, especially like mm. I understand sometimes if like little kids get their um, aggression out, but like if you're a big boy, you know, yeah. and I you like, like that's one of the hallmarks of being a big boy is using it, your words, using your words, you know how to use your words. <laughs> so there were some different reactions in different actions that provoked those. So the first one uh, that really came out to me, which was uh, something I've never seen before. Now, all three of these fights, Elijah, involved fans of teams fighting with personnel who are affiliated with oh, wow. professional teams. It's messy. Now, this, I don't know if you agree with me on this, but, like, before we even get into this, I think an overarching thing is, like, players need to be more protected from the fans. Oh, absolutely. The fans have, like, no... In Europe, this is way worse than the United States. Like, Europe, they literally try to, like, light the field on fire while players are playing. And then players get in trouble if they, like, put up a middle finger at the people. It's yeah. like, these people are literally trying to kill these, burn these people alive. Or throw bottles at them and yeah. shit. Throw Molotov cocktails and stuff. Um, and, like, in basketball, you can basically cut the players on the court. Like, yeah. people are sitting so it's close. It's like every year, there's at least three or four incidents where yeah, yeah fans and players get into it. I think it's part of our like consumer culture, especially in the 21st century, where we think we deserve access to everything, like up mm -hmm. close and personal. Like it's like, hey, I paid for the seat, but I do think we need to look at the way it maybe puts players at risk yeah. of having fans that close to them. Yeah, absolutely. And then I also feel like fans go into like an arena and feel like they like normal laws don't apply. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're like, in the Coliseum. Now. Right? Like, <laughs> stuff that they would never say, like, in public or never do Absolutely in public. Not, yeah. But then if they're in a sporting arena, they're, like, like whatever, willing to, like, throw yeah. a beer bottle at somebody's head. Well, do you remember that, that video uh, three or four years ago where LeBron's walking out of the stadium and some woman yells, like, Hey, LeBron, how does it feel to be a bitch? And he turns around, who said that? And she immediately said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And, like, gets very timid. Because you just expect that you're, like, one of the crowd, you know? And you can just say whatever you want as the anonymous member of the crowd. And then once someone treats you like a human and asks why you called them a bitch, then it's like, oh, shit, I am. I am a person who and, should be responsible for their words. And that's a person, too. Yeah. I think that's another thing. And we've talked about this a lot on this program. But, like, I think as sports fans, we often forget that athletes are also human yeah. beings. They're not, like, avatars. They're not, like, Pokemon. 
that like just like you power them down and put them back in their little ball when they're done playing and then you wait until the next game like they have lives they have feelings they have families mm-hmm. just like you and i yeah <laughs> it's like and then so your first i mean that was a perfect segue with the lebron point because the first one i was going to talk about is with blake griffin he mm. was formerly a member of the los angeles clippers and he was at that moment dating one of the Kardashian Jenner sisters. It's hard to keep track of which one it was. Okay. With a K, to- I'm sure. Yeah, it started with a K. I can promise that. Um, and then they started dating as soon as he signed a $150 million contract extension. And they stopped dating <laughs> as soon as he got traded to Detroit. <laughs> Perfect timing, but I'm sure it was just a coincidence. Yeah. Um, so anyway... He had somebody who was really running their mouth at him during the game. And he heard somebody and he walked over to the fan and said, what the fuck did you just say to me? And got in the fan's face. And this man is six foot ten, probably about 250, 260. He's a very large man. Yeah. And like his, some of his uh, teammates held him back from fighting the fan. So it all worked out. Okay. Um... Now, the second situation I was going to talk about is with... Was he making physically threatening gestures toward this man, or he just said that and uh, they he, stepped in to prevent... He was definitely here. We can watch the video, yeah, but I'm actually curious, he was man. definitely trying to get in the person's face. It was really yeah. very quick. Yeah. Um, it's, this does seem like the fan was ejected, which is good. Um, and it was in a really key moment in the game. But yeah, like when you like really insult people like that, I mean, I like to insult athletes too sometimes when I go and watch the games, but I like yeah. I don't like to go too deep. I feel like if they heard me say it, they would laugh about it. Yeah. They wouldn't like necessarily I would never like talk about somebody's mom. Yeah, or, like, it's about their jump Call shot. them like a slur or like anything terrible like that. And I feel like a lot of these athletes are used to the spotlight, they're used to getting yelled at, but at a certain point like you can't cross the line. This was in Minnesota when Detroit was playing there. Um now a totally different uh totally different situation. This was actually in Madison Square Garden. This was in New York with Sidney Crosby, who's a very famous um hockey player. Mm-hmm. And he had a fan who the whole game was just tearing him up, tearing him up. And rather than fighting him, he actually gave him a signed hockey stick. Wow. And he wrote, um and actually the Penguins won. So that's probably, so that's one probably one, it was a big part of it. Mm-hmm. So he said, good chirps, take it easy on me next time. And he signed the stick and he gave it to the fan. Oh, wow. Now, first uh, of all. That's why I hate Sidney Crosby. Do you think Crosby, well, is that why you hate Sidney Crosby? I don't know. Should I hate him? No, you shouldn't. I mean, I think I just hate him because I don't hate him. But he's just like very much a golden boy and came in the same time as Ovechkin and being a Capitals fan. They were always compared. Ovechkin's a lot rougher around the edges and loves Vladimir Putin. So, um, you know Vladimir Putin? Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to talk Crosby? about Crosby? No, 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 Ovechkin. Oh. Um, but uh, Crosby's just always been so clean cut. In the same way I'm sure a lot of people hate Tom Brady, you know? Yeah. Um, but that being said, I, lo- I love that, that, that move by Sidney Crosby. Um, and it comes with the confidence of like having you know, won multiple championships and being considered the best player of your generation. Um, really, really. Yeah, I mean, I guess Crosby must have thought they were funny. 
or yeah. at least in some way, like he must have thought the guy was a good heckler and like had yeah. funny jokes, right? Well, yeah, and I guess that speaks to what you were saying earlier about Blake Griffin. <laughs> I think a lot of those the difference might be just more in how the fan approaches. And Blake Griffin does have a good sense of humor. He yeah. loves comedy, and he's actually sure. a good stand-up comic. So, yeah, that's true. I'm sure if the person had really good jokes, yeah, he would have appreciated it. But if you're just like yelling slurs at him or talking about his mom or whatever, that's not that funny. Um, now, do you think Crosby would have given this stick if he had uh, lost a game? No, absolutely not. Yeah, uh, me either. I hope not, at least. Because then, even though it's, it's a, this is nice because it's a nice, it's nice because now this guy's a signed Crosby stick, but also it almost is worse. Like, it's like, it's just, uh, you almost want, I can't even explain it, but like, it's just rubbing it in even more. Yeah. Like, you won and and you're taking the high road. Like, if I'm taking the low yeah. road, I want you to get down the dirt with On my me. low road. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Get dirty with me. Exactly. Uh. Well, I feel like Crosby owns this guy now. Yeah. So exactly. the whole game, he's like, hey, Crosby, Crosby. And then now he's like, I love Crosby. Crosby, yeah. Crosby gave me a stick. I'm, you know, like, now yeah. he's a Crosby stand, yeah. probably. Yeah, exactly. It's like, a, it's like a chin cuff. It's like a symbolic chin cuff. Like, hey, a cheek pat. Yeah. Right. You did a great job heckling me out there. Have a stick, kid. So Crosby kind of like dad. Oh. He made himself this oh, guy's yeah. daddy. Definitely the, the absolute <laughs> correct maneuver in that in that situation. Um, and this was an, another final hockey story. Um, and this actually involved a mascot. I don't know if you heard about this, Elijah. The Chicago Blackhawks mascot, Tommy the Hawk, um, was confronted by a fan in the concourse after the game. Oh and God. he beat the shit out of the fan. He no. didn't just say, like, go Blackhawks. Let's pull up the video here. Yes, I have to see. Oh! oh! Wow. <laughs> that was like some Judah. <laughs> Whoa! I mean, he's definitely fired, but... So he's probably fired. He body slammed a fan, for those who didn't see, and he threw him into a trash can. Do you think people underestimate that mascots have to be good athletes? I absolutely think so. Oh, my God. I mean, I think that's almost dumber than picking a fight with a player. No, okay, let's be real. I would never pick a fight with Blake Griffin. But but you have to run around, you know, 82 nights a year in a huge padded suit. You know, maybe do some acrobatics even. Yeah. I mean, even if you weren't when you started as a mascot, by a month in the season, you're in phenomenal shape. And you're picking a fight with someone who's literally just wearing pads over their entire body. You can't really hurt them. You can't really hurt them. And, yeah. you know, it's, yeah, just, I, I think absolutely though people mis- uh, underestimate at mascots. I think so, too. I think, like, I think a lot of fans think mascots are, like, little dweebs or nerds or whatever. Yeah. But, like, I mean, this was obviously hockey, but a lot of football teams have a thing where, like, your mascot does a push-up for every point you score or whatever. Yeah. Like, at the Oregon... I think has that. Ohio State, I think, has that. So it's like, rude as Buckeye sometimes. And it's like, you do it every time. So the yeah. first time, you do seven push-ups. The next time, you do 14. That's 21. The next time, you you know, they score again, you do 21 push-ups. So 20, in total, you've done 42 push-ups. So you yeah. do the whole number all over again. So these dudes sometimes might be do like 100 or 200 push-ups. Yeah. And these hockey mascots probably also have to skate. They have to know how to skate. You know, and mm-hmm. skating and all that gear, you know. I mean, yeah, your player way into the shape, even if you were not in shape. Well, I don't think they would even let you do it. Yeah, I don't either. Shape. But I'm saying, know. even worst case scenario, even if I was hired as a mascot, you don't <laughs> want to fight me two months. Into you the know, season. you were getting really good shape <laughs> yeah. by the end. Yeah, I think like, yeah, a lot of mascots have to be in good shape, or they have to flip. They yeah. have to like run around for like four hours. 
Yeah. I had to wave flags and signs and stuff. Yeah. It's not like you're your high school mascot. Like, there are probably a lot of people who, who you know, I'm sure it doesn't pay well, but I'm sure there are a lot of crazed fans who are in great shape who are like, yes, I've loved the Phillies my whole life. I want to be the Philly fanatic. Yeah. Well, the Philly fanatic might be the one person. They seem easy, but it is a big suit you have to carry. Yeah. And they're from Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they're still crazy. probably don't want to They probably have a brick hidden in <laughs> the folds. I think also one of my favorite things about the video for sure is that the mascot kept his whole mascot suit. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, he can go right back out there in the ice <laughs> and like, lead a cheer. Yeah, he, he can start to toss t-shirts and burritos. Yeah, it wasn't like he dropped the gloves or like took his helmet off yeah. to fight. He just like straight up, he was like, I will beat the shit out of you in my mascot gear. Yeah, and in a manner that will keep me like all together. Sick. Looking fresh. So it's not like, and then, you know, the name actually, what I love about it, it just says Tommy the Hawk brawls with the fan. <laughs> It doesn't say, like, you know, <laughs> it doesn't say, like, Tom Wojciechowski, who is yeah. the mascot. Yeah. It says Tommy the Hawk, which is, you know, it could have been any, like, a lot of teams, I think, probably have more than one mascot if you can't go every single day or if you have, like, community events with, like, kids or at different places, mm-hmm. public appearances, photo ops with the mascot. Yeah. I feel like a lot of teams have, like, backup mascots or more than one. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, actually... Maybe, like, none of the mat. Like, say if there's, like, five people who all portray Tommy the Hawk, like, on different nights. Mm-hmm. Do you think, like, they're like, we're not going to say who it was? Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Word is bond. Hawks don't snitch. <laughs> yeah. Hawks don't snitch, and they just won't say who it was. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, there might be multiple ones in the arena. It's like, oh, I don't know where I was, you know. I wasn't on that concourse, and they all just, just, just keep, keep their mouths shut. Just don't say anything. Yeah. Yeah, according to Chicago police... Tommy the Hawk was attacked first. Okay. I don't think he would just go out and just attack a man. No, I agree. So I think it was just some guy. He was attacked by a white male. Surprise. Of course it was going to be a white male. Yeah. I mean, between 18 and 20 years well, of age. Who could have guessed? <laughs> yeah. 18 to 20 years of age, white male. That's obviously what it was going to be. And estimated to be five foot five. Uh, yeah. Sounds like yeah. maybe a little Napoleon complex. Yeah, wow. Yeah, oh, just so many things wrong. Like, what a terrible decision. Why would, what, like, can you think of any reason why a fan would, what, would try to fight a mascot? Was it, it, was, it must have been in Chicago, yeah. It was in mascot, Chicago, so, yeah. Um, you know, maybe he got passed over at the shirt toss. Yeah. You know, maybe he's like, hey, you kept throwing to the lower bowl, man. <laughs> oh, so you think he was a Blackhawks fan, or you think he was an opposing fan? Well, the thing is, why would you attack the mascot if you're... Well, clearly this person is not thinking clearly. Clearly this guy didn't plan this whole thing out. (laughs) But it just seems so stupid to attack it if you're, you know, a Blues fan or whoever. Surrounded by other Blackhawks fans to attack the symbol of their fandom. Yeah. Seems like such an ill-advised maneuver. But I don't know. Why would you attack your own mascot? Yeah. Maybe for getting passed yeah, over maybe, for maybe a, really for that t-shirt a t-shirt a toss. Or maybe or... he was like, let's take a picture. And then he mm. didn't want to take a yeah, picture or something. like, sorry, I got to get home. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, okay, so you're, let's say, I mean, I guess, yeah, you could say you're an opposing team fan. You're really sad and drunk. Your team just lost. And you just take your fury out on the sim, like the symbolic the center mm. of the other team. But like Tommy the Hawk from Chicago sounds like one of the worst mascots you could pick a fight with a hockey mascot yeah definitely any, yeah definitely not smart hockey is the sport where yeah. they like glory glorify glorify fighting exactly. are there any mascots you think you would want to fight i think the philadelphia you could take well that i could personally take 
Um, I think G Wiz I could probably take the G-Wiz Wizards is... mascot, but I do think it's like I'm yeah, a but... Wizards fan, so I wouldn't take it out on G Wiz. Like he has to go every night. Yeah. Like I would rather fight Scott Brooks yeah. if I could. Though Scott Brooks played in the NBA, he could probably kick my ass. Like yeah. I think that's the thing. It's like I probably realistically couldn't really fight any mascot because yeah. I think they all are good. Yeah, they're all good. Like, yeah, we went over I'm just yeah. Yeah, so yes. I wouldn't really try that. Um. But obviously, the, I think I'm sure it was just like a dare, and the guy mm-hmm. thought, like, I'm sure the guy's buddies were like, "Yo, dude, I dare you to fight Tommy the Hawk. Yeah. It'll be so funny." Yeah. And the guy didn't think he was gonna get body slammed. Yeah, he really just thought, yeah, because I'm sure those mascots. I'm, that's the other reason why you wouldn't want to fight a mascot. I'm sure those mascots take so much abuse. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily someone attacking them, but just people like giving them shit, throwing Rebel stuff at them. They have so much pent up frustration. I'm yeah. sure. So beyond any physical thing, I'm sure they're just like, I hope. I hope someone tests me today. Yeah, I hope someone. I now all the mascots. Just give mascots. me probable cause. Yeah. I, <laughs> like so, he might have just thought he would like go shove him and not yeah. do that. And Tommy was like, "Oh, oh, you." Yeah. We're doing this. You're right. I'm sure all the other mascots are like now like jealous of Tommy. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he's a yeah, I'm sure he's gonna get a game. bunch of respect. Next yeah. Time. <laughs> yeah. Next time you see the St. Louis Blue. Now, do you think? Um, do you think people are like career mascots? And I'm not just saying for like. For, like, the Blackhawks. Like, like say, free agent mascots? So, yeah, say, like, Tommy the Hawk, and then maybe he gets fired, but he's like, man, being a mascot's all I know. So you think, to Detroit. Yeah, I'm going to be a Red Wing. Exactly. Or then, like, okay, now hockey season's over. Oh, Okay, seasonal. now I'm going to be, like, a Detroit Tigers maybe mascot. Maybe you must, because it can't pay that well. Can it? I don't think so. I mean, I know cheerleaders are notoriously underpaid. They're very underpaid, yeah. And I guess there's many of them and only one mascot. But I figure at least seasonally, yeah, you gotta like up. It's baseball season, and that's tough if you're like in a city that only has a hockey team, like Vancouver. Oh no, they have. Do they have? No, the Grizzlies aren't there anymore. No, but I do think like there's like during spring, like during training camps and different promotional events. Like, yeah. I feel like mascots make um, guest appearances. And that's stuff. true. You know, I'm visiting true. the school. Yeah, you're like visiting those, the camps, various, like food drives, or like meeting recruits if it's a college team. Yeah, yeah, or yeah something like that. Yeah. Like different photo ops. Like, well, yeah, college mascot. I feel like is a full time job because you can do stuff outside of even the sports world. You know, like orientation. Mm-hmm. It's like meet Timmy the Duck. Oh yeah, you know, that's a good point. Yeah, um, but yeah, other oh, man, I wonder if they're just covered mascots. Like people are hoping. You know, man, I hope Tommy Hawk gets released because his flips are on another level. There's some mascots, like, who is it? I want to say the Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks, have, like, an insane mascot who, like, just blows all other Indian Oh, doesn't he, um... He does, like, wild flips he does, off of ladders and And shit. he wears, uh, roller skates and stuff sometimes? It's very possible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend that I'm... Yeah. I'm that also, I forget his name, but the Toronto Raptors mascot is really cool. He's known for like different people who are at the game. Like he'll mm. take pictures with them, or like he'll you know like if celebrities come to the game, like he'll go take pictures with them and like dap them up or whatever. Like yeah. if whatever the Wizards are playing in Toronto, then he'll go like go mess up mess with John Wall and like mm. dap him up or like take a picture with him or something. Maybe like. it's just Drake. Maybe, Maybe it's just, literally it's just Drake. Like, people just get sick of Drake, and just like, but I still love rubbing elbows with these athletes. Yeah, <laughs> it could be. Now, really. I think the lesson for, for everyone is the only person who should really be fighting mascots is Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez. <laughs> okay. Or is it Robin? It's Robin. Oh, sorry. It's Robin Lopez. I'm yeah. sorry. Sorry, Robin. 
The only the only person, who and that's fight. another reason why you shouldn't fight them because they've been sparring with Robin Lopez the whole season. Yeah, these guys have been used to fighting Robin Lopez. This man's seven foot two and probably almost three hundred pounds. So like, the mascots are used to fighting him. And then Brooke came in as like his backup. He oh. sometimes messes with mascots. Okay, but Robin is really the main antagonist. Yeah. So these guys are ready. These guys are ready to go. They've been fighting. I know, like he doesn't play hockey, he plays basketball, but like, yeah. But maybe he's also the Bulls mascot, like you were just he saying. He could secretly be. Well, that's kind Benny of a... the uh, Yeah, it'd be hard. It'd Although be, they like, never overlap. Two at once. Oh, yeah. Benny you know, the Bulls never on the same court place, where, probably. Uh, yeah. where, uh, Have they ever been seen together? <laughs> where Robin is. Yeah, I think that is the answer. Unless you're Robin Lopez, don't fight mascots. Yeah. I think now, Elijah, right. which... Uh, I talked before about what we were going to do. Oh. The price is right type thing. Or uh, probably, probably wrong. I guess whatever, the, whatever it's called. Choose your... Pick your poison. Yeah, pick my, pick my which, fight. Which, who do you think reacted the best way? Which one do you think sort of like made the right choice in that situation between Sidney Crosby, who gave a gift to the fan, Blake Griffin, who tried to get in the fan's face and then got held back, or Tommy DeHawk, who just straight up body slammed the fan into a trash can? Mm, that's difficult. I would have to say, I mean, Sidney Crosby, certainly, because, well, at least I identify with that because I am I'm not really a fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, and... But he also had the advantage of winning. So it's easy to take the high road and, and kind of stunt on someone when you've just won. I'm sure if he was if he was uh had just lost, he wouldn't be feeling so good. But uh, I mean I also like I also really, really like what uh Tommy the Hawk did. Uh I j I'm honest, mostly I'm happy for Tommy the Hawk, because I'm sure he's been wanting to take out that frustration mm-hmm. for so long. And if the guy attacked him first, like it was probably like Christmas for him, you know? Just like, oh, finally. Finally a drunk five foot five eighteen <laughs> year old white boy came at me. I've been working on my judo all year. Yeah. Oh. So I'm I'm happy for him. Yeah. And Brooke with well, the Brooke I mean not the Brooke, uh, the Blake Griffin thing, I think that really emphasized what you were saying was where Yeah, I mean I think when you're a fan talking trash at a game, you have to kind of keep it to talking trash about the game. Yeah. yeah. Once you bring in, you know, Mm-hmm. It's family, you know, just personal attacks. Then it gets a little bit. You can't, you can't be surprised when they react like a person, like we were saying. You can't hold one person to a different standard. I mean, yes, he's a yeah. professional athlete, but the other person might be a professional. Like if you're sitting in the front row, yeah, you're probably like a doctor, lawyer, finance bro. Yeah, exactly. Like you probably have some high paid job. Where it was like, would you talk it that way? Like yeah, in your office, your or like at a barbecue with your family, yeah. or whatever, right? And it makes people think. But I do think there's that mentality, like we were saying, I think earlier about. I bought this seat. Like, I bought this front row seat. Mm. And it's not just, for a lot of these people, it's not just so I can see the game from this close. It's also so I can have these interactions with the players where mm. I can actually, they I have to hear what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. I feel like I respect the way they all acted and reacted. Um, yeah. I think with Blake, it's like, yo, I can hear you. And obviously, Blake was not going to fight the fan. Exactly. Just to let him know, like, I hear you, dog, and I'm right here. You really want to come and say yeah, that and to I'm me sure right that now? Fan is gonna think and twice the fan before. probably just shat himself on the spot. Yeah, like, oh, wait, this 611 person is responding to me and only me. Maybe I should stop talking. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, think, I think I wouldn't have reacted differently than any of these people did, mm-hmm. but I think I got to give the nod to Sid the Kid. Uh, yeah, and just to sum up the whole Sidney Crosby situation, they actually. Um, one of the reporters at the game actually asked the fan after the game kind of what went down. And this was his direct quote. He said, not a lot of cool things happened to me. <laughs> but this is up there for sure. 
So obviously it's like there's not a lot of go- going on in his life. <laughs> this is why I shout shit at hockey games. <laughs> but he also was like, now he's like, this is one of the coolest things that's ever happened yeah. to me. Yeah. Like about a team that he hates and a guy he hates. So now, like you said, Crosby won. Now yeah. we can't like have like an yeah. association. Because also, like, you just took this guy who spent his whole night like shouting at you. And not only did you beat his team, but you also just made his, like, the last five years of his life with, like, five seconds of your time. And then went about your life. And it was like, oh, he'll probably forget that in, like, two years. He'll be like, oh, what what guy was talking to me? And for this guy, it's like, oh, my God. Like, that's such a... And now, this guy might stuff. be a Penguins fan, fan yeah, now. Yeah, like, exactly. literally, like, Crosby owns this dude, so... Yeah. Although now maybe he's going to just tackle everyone even more. It's like, maybe he'll get another stick. Oh, you're right. <laughs> you're right. That is a good point. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, good Wait, move. Not a lot of cool things happen. What was the quote? Yeah, he said, not a lot of cool things happen to me, but this is up there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nick LaPaca. That was his name. From Long Island. <laughs> yeah. Definitely from Long Island. <laughs> he's boycotting football, so that's why he loves soccer. <laughs> well, Elijah. Thank you so much for coming on to the well, Admiral Open Podcast. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate yeah. you coming on. Is there anything you'd like to uh, share with the Admiral Open family before you go? Any parting words? Uh, <laughs> no. Um, you know, hopefully sometime I'll come back and I'll be doing well enough in my life that I can plug something. But uh, let's see. Um, no, you don't have any. No, none. I, and if future. hey, and if you're in Albuquerque in April, go ahead and see Elijah. Oh yeah, Hope Joy Complex. Uh, the last two weekends in April, the dates don't come to mind off the top of my head. It was popping off at the larger Pope Joy Complex. Roadie Theater specifically. <laughs> Can't wait to have you back on the show once you're more successful in your life. Now, something that I also just had to let everyone in the I'm Open family know about, because we always love to touch on food stories, we always love to touch on stories that combine food and sports, two of our great passions here on the I'm Open podcast. And recently, a fan was spotted at the U.S. Open, her name is Alexa Greenfield, she was spotted at the U.S. Open dipping her chicken fingers into her Coca-Cola, and this caused a huge uproar, it did, and to be honest, I don't really have a, a lot of jokes about this. I just felt like it was important to let you guys know that that woman is dipping her chicken fingers into her Coke. She's actually gone viral since then, and she kind of she's leaning into this five minutes of fame, and she's trying to stretch it out as long as she can. She later went to New to a New York Knicks game, did the exact same thing. They caught her on the jumbotron. I'm sure it was planned. Now she's released a music video of herself swimming in like a bathtub full of coca-cola and chicken fingers she's starting this whole business called slick and fingers oh man this is already making me think of rick patino again so uh, anyway she started another (laughs) she started a business called slick and fingers to try to capitalize off of this and make her own cola flavored dipping sauce for chicken fingers now a lot of people were outraged oh my god that's disgusting i wasn't that mad i wasn't that mad about it um i love to combine different weird flavors that that people might think are odd and i think everybody kind of has different tastes so you know do do what you like do taste do what you like eat what you like i guess is my motto but food has two main components 
in terms of the way you appreciate and enjoy food, in my opinion. And reach out and let me know if you think I'm missing any. The first is in, in terms of flavor, obviously taste. That's the, the main thing that we all remember about different foods and that comes to mind when we think of different foods. But the other one that's very, very important and it's often overlooked is texture. Texture is an extremely important component of eating. And something could taste great, but if the texture's off, it's not gonna it's not gonna taste quite how you want. Think about it. a cheesecake could taste perfect, but it's not if it's not light and fluffy and creamy and it doesn't really matter how great the flavor is, right? A steak could be perfectly seasoned, but if it's not grilled nicely, it's not gonna taste the way you want it. So texture is a really, really important and often forgotten part of food. And that brings me to my, my question with this situation, with um, Alexa's chicken eating habits. So in terms of taste, honestly, I think this might taste good. I've, you know, I sweet and salty go nicely together. We've all had uh, maybe a honey barbecue, which is sweet. A lot of people like to dip their chicken fingers in ketchup, which is also a very sweet condiment. Even just regular barbecue sauce has a lot of sugar in it. So we're used to mixing chicken with sweet flavors that to me is not that crazy so the flavor part i'm cool with that's one one check but the other part that i'm not that cool with is the texture now i'm not talking about the texture of the chicken because i feel like the chicken's pretty hot if you just give it a quick dunk then put it in your mouth it's gonna be fine but i'm talking about i feel like this really compromises the texture of your drink now i really it almost makes me gag just thinking about it right now having flakes of of chicken fried chicken in your coca-cola and then you're drinking through the straw maybe a little piece of fried chicken skin gets caught in the straw gets caught in your throat or something and you have little chicken bits floating around in your coke so that to me is my main concern about this whole situation is was she just dipping and then drinking but because it sounds like you really are just ruining a perfect perfectly good coca-cola now my suggestion to her and maybe she's already doing this would be buy two coca-colas one small one, maybe even kid size, just as small as you can for expressly for dipping. And then buy another side Coca-Cola for drinking. And then you will have two designated ones. And that would be a good way to, you know, enjoy your Coca-Cola, enjoy your chicken with the Coca-Cola and make the most of it. Now, maybe, after all, maybe Alexa doesn't even like Coca-Cola and maybe she's just using it for a chicken. So maybe that's the case. And I'm uh, just barking up the wrong tree. But either way, I thought it was important to let you guys know about this. And if anybody wants to try that at home, uh, let me know how it tastes. And what other things maybe would you guys like to dip your chicken into? Maybe Fanta. Who knows? Maybe uh, maybe a nice kombucha. I don't know. You tell me what you dip your chicken into. I'm not going to, you know, think it's gross because, you know, everybody likes what they like. Everybody's tongue is different. Okay, so... You know, do what makes you feel good, eat what makes you feel good. As all of our listeners know, we cannot stop this program without doing something that we do every single episode, and that is to recognize our Mask Off Performer of the Week. Of course, this segment is a shout-out to and appreciation of the one and only Future.
Thank you so much, Feature, for all that you've done. Mask on. Fuck it, mask on. Mask on. Fuck it, mask on. Mask. Our Mask Off Performer of the Week is someone that has pulled something off that I believe no other football player ever has. This man is making history. And the person I'm referring to is Nick Foles. He looks like Napoleon Dynamite. You might have heard of him uh, for, for that doppelganger uh, effect. He also won the Super Bowl last year. You might have also heard of him for, for that. He was the Super Bowl MVP for the Philadelphia Eagles. And it was really a crazy story where the starting quarterback, Carson Wentz, got injured. Nick Foles came in off the bench and led the Eagles on an improbable miracle run to win the Super Bowl. Now, I really hate the Eagles. I'm going to just come clean. I hate the Eagles a lot. I still remember when I was a young man, the Giants, all they had to do was just punt the ball out of bounds, and they would have won the game. Instead, they kicked it to Deshaun Jackson, and he ran it all the way back. He ran the punt back for a touchdown with no time remaining on the clock, and he beat my Giants, and I was so upset, I just went out into the yard, and I just chopped wood for about an hour just to get my aggression out because I just had to. Um, and I couldn't fight Deshaun Jackson because he wasn't there. Uh, so that was what I had to do. So I really hate the Eagles. So you know it's something really historic for me to talk about uh, somebody on the Eagles. And this year, once again, Carson Wentz got injured. Nick Foles came in. This time, the Eagles were looking like they were about to be eliminated from the playoffs, but Foles led them on an improbable run back into the playoffs, and now they've won their first game in the playoffs, upsetting the Chicago Bears. So it's pretty incredible. But that's not the historic part of what Nick Foles is doing, and that's not really why he is our mask-off performer this week. Now, what brought Nick Foles to my attention and what uh, piqued my interest about Nick Foles was a press conference he had just a couple weeks ago. And Nick Foles was the first player in NFL history, maybe in sports history, to show up to his press conference in toe shoes. I don't know if that's exactly the the official scientific name for it, but um, what I mean is is the shoes that have, uh, you know, special compartments for each of your specific toes. So you guys know what I mean. The toe shoes, the the toes, the shoes that that for your to, where your toes all stick out. Now he's he showed up to a press conference rocking these toe shoes, and I was um, taken aback. I really was surprised. I personally am very repulsed by toe shoes. First of all, I think it's, for you know, for my toes, they all like, they're, they're a team. You know, they don't like to be split up. Strength in numbers, especially when it comes to toes. Okay, so my toes like all like to be together. They all like to be huddled together for warmth. Okay, I don't want my toes all split apart on their own. That doesn't really help me do anything. I can't really see any reason I would need to divide my toes because they need, you know what they say, divide and conquer. And I don't want anyone to conquer my toes. And that's why I keep my toes huddled together in a team. And that's what, that's honestly the way I think they naturally should stay. And you know, get, get raised a lot of questions. Was Nick wearing socks? Or are you not supposed to wear socks with those shoes? Or was he wearing toe socks and toe shoes, like doubling down, in which case his toes were like doubly divided even worse. His toes were all like, there was like two inches between each of his toes. Like that honestly sounds like it would hurt to walk around all day. Sounds like he would have just crazy chafing in between 
uh, in between your toes. And I can't, I can't understand that. But as I took a step back and as I considered uh, the symbolism of this uh, wardrobe choice, I really was impressed by Nick's choice. And to me, I feel like that guaranteed the Eagles run right there. The moment Nick Foles showed up in toe shoes, he was telling the world, I really don't give a shit. I'll rock these toe shoes. You guys can make fun of me all you want. I've already been the Super Bowl MVP. And I don't really think anybody can tell Nick anything at this point. Because he's rocking toe shoes. He clearly does not care what you think. Okay, next time he's probably going to show up, you know, with Crocs. And he's probably going to have like a weird uh, mask made of Crocs. Like the Yeezy Buster and all these uh, hot boys wear. You know, so, <laughs> I mean, this guy does not care what you think. He's probably going to show up in khaki cargo pants. And I, or I, you know, it could be, it could be anything. It really could be anything. And I think that should have been the moment when I realized, but it took me a little while because I was just so worked up about the toe, to the toe issue. But that should have been the moment when I really realized, like, wow, the Eagles are poised to make another run, which, uh, which makes me very sad as a Giants fan. I hate. I don't like the Eagles. I mentioned that before, but the moment this man showed up with the toe shoes, he kind of just showed the world that he was confident and he was ready for anything and he didn't have anything that could bring him down. And that's honestly the kind of leader you need when you're going to the playoffs. Uh, and that's kind of the mentality you need when you're competing in sports at the highest level. So even though I hate the Eagles, I have to shout out Nick Foles for being a pioneer in fashion and sports fashion, which is really hard to do. These days, everybody's wearing the same Gucci sweater with that square with yellow and red with the Gucci just going around the whole thing. And then every time somebody wears it, you know, League Fits posted on Instagram like it's the most incredible outfit they've ever seen when every single person in the NFL and NBA owns the exact same sweater. So you have to hand it for Nick Foles to actually trying something new, showing the world that he doesn't give a shit what they think, and showing his team that he's confident in himself. So that's why Nick Foles is our Mask Off Performer of the Week. Thanks again for listening to the I'm Open podcast. We hope you guys had as much fun as we did. Don't forget to give us a rating and tell your friends to subscribe. Now you can follow us on Instagram at imopen underscore pod for hilarious and informative sports content every single day that you won't find anywhere else. And that is a promise. Everybody, have a great night and don't forget to stay open. Thank you.